Welcome to the Herd is Calling podcast, where we explore the wisdom of the horse and how you can become a purpose-driven equestrian. I'm Josh Williams, who with my wife, Victoria, are your hosts for this podcast. We are the creators of My Horse Journey, a holistic horsemanship coaching program and virtual community. On this show, we'll share insights and stories from our own journey, as well as interviews with incredible horse people, equine therapists, horse advocates, equine assisted service providers, and more. Our goal is to inspire and empower you to understand and connect with horses in ways that are truly transformative. To learn more about our community and programs, visit us at myhorsejourney.com. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Let's get to the episode. It's like an ocean. Once you're in it, you're just swimming in it and it's never ending. You just immerse yourself in that. You can just, I mean, it's just never stops. (laughs) It just grows and grows. So with parent coaching, I'll put you on the spot. You can put it on your, your coaching hat. Um, like, are there, let's get this. About parenting while, yeah, we're, we're here. <laughs> I could have used you. I still could obviously, <laughs> but really like a few years ago, <laughs> I wish I knew this was a thing. I didn't know there are parent coaches. No, like, you know, there's the joke. They don't come with a manual, but there are coaches. That's an amazing thing. Cause the whole world would be better, right? If family units were, brought together just because it helps interrupt that trauma cycle i'm curious just trying to make all these connections with horsemanship what are maybe let's just say three and if you think of more or less that's fine but three of the primary principles of relationship connection healing whatever it might be that that you could that you think of when working with parents yeah it's funny if if i tell anybody what i do if i'm on a plane and somebody says oh what do you do I tell them I'm a proctologist because the questions don't follow. <laughs> I really don't, but I think about it. That's um, a good but one. people go, so, so what would you tell me about it? And I think very much like with horses, I think parents want their kids to be happy. And as I say to them, that's a result of, I think, respect, boundaries, certainly love. I don't. I think unconditional love is something that one can conceptualize and think about. It's not very practical. Hmm. So I think love with with clear boundaries, with clarity, with expectations. That's not three, that's a lot of words. <laughs> I think communication, respect, and oftentimes getting out of the way and letting your child be. Hmm. 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 Those are the hard ones for. (laughs) I was hoping you'd say something a little easier. (laughs) Hot dogs. (laughs) Those are literally the hardest things for us to do. Like, so that's so helpful and also uncomfortable that you brought those up because it's like. Those are the ones. That's it. That's what we need some coaching on. And that's what we talk about all the time with the horses. You know, and and part of what I've shared before is that our stories get so in the way. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was most an impediment with my growth with Blaze was me continually to tell his trauma story. Hmm. Blaze doesn't repeat his trauma story. He doesn't even know that he's got one. And I would tell it, and I could use it as excuses, and I found myself telling it all the time, and that was my description of him. Mm -hmm. And he's so much bigger and more than that, and it was so limiting. 
and it was limiting in what I was willing to try and do with him or what I was trying to seek with him. I mean, this is a magnificent, talented, athletic horse that I was so proud I could lead around on a halter. It's like, hello. So I had to get out of my own way uh -huh. and let go of the story, which I still have vestiges of, and it comes in all the time when it's convenient. <laughs> but I think we do that as parents, too. Um, you know, and I've yeah. done workshops with parents, which is, what is your story? And I've used my narrative with Blaze to help them understand how much of a burden that can be for the children mm. and how many barriers that can put up. And even though you've got to go out and advocate like crazy with a kid with a challenge and you've got to be there for them and it's imperative, they can't do them, that for themselves initially, mm. stepping back from that and allowing that is one of the probably the most difficult and challenging and greatest gifts a parent can give their child. Mm. Or our horses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. There's a paradox there, too, what I'm hearing. Because when you say that, and I think of how that would feel to do that, it's actually like a big release. It's like a it's like it takes a <laughs> burden off your shoulders. It's like, oh, that sounds amazing. And how freeing that would be. But yet, as we started, like that is so challenging to actually do. So that seems to be a bit of the paradox. Like it's so hard, but it's so easy at the same time. Well, and I don't know that it's necessarily easy to let go of the reins, <laughs> to ride on loose reins. I wouldn't say that. And I think if you've got some other things to back you up and you've got some places of feeling of confidence or you've got some skills or other tools, like I could not be riding loose rein if we hadn't done all the other work ahead of time. I mean, if you put me on blaze and said, now ride with a loose rein, I, I couldn't have done it. So... Once you've done it and you've gotten to that place, it does feel easy. The release feels easy, but releasing your children and their well-being and where they're going, woo, nothing easy about that. Yeah. Nothing easy about that <laughs> at all. Mm -mm. No. I feel like I need to pay you for a session after this, yeah. <laughs> my son, Colin. Colin, who's my, my second favorite son, um, <laughs> who's a coach and he works for me. He's a brilliant coach. And he reminds me all the time when I step out of line and start driving. I heard you. Yeah, I, I grab the reins and he's like, get over yourself. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop. Oh, he just... Yeah, right. in two seconds because huh. it's natural. When your son becomes a parent coach, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's that's inception. Yeah, and a good, yeah, and a really good parent coach, yeah. taught by the best. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's huh. that's saying something. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you talked about a couple of principles that I think are really powerful with everything and that we can certainly tie back to horses one was communication and the other was boundaries uh -huh. i know victoria has a really beautiful quote that we use a lot in the horse journey coaching do you remember that oh it, yeah it's not my quote it's exactly. um prentice hemphill they say let me get this right boundaries are the space within which I can love you and myself simultaneously. Ooh, sweet. Right? Yeah. That's that's a good one. And yeah. but I that's sort of what I'm okay. hearing when you talk about boundaries and the coaching. That's certainly the lens or the way I'm trying to frame boundaries when I'm working with folks and their horses. Right. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on boundaries. Well, I think 
they're the framework of any relationship. I don't know that you can have a relationship, a healthy relationship, without boundaries, because it does help keep the individuals, whether it's two humans or a human and a horse, it does allow them to have their own autonomy and their own identity and their own values, and then the boundaries figure out where they can meet, I suppose, and mm -hmm. where they can interact in a healthy way. It's so interesting because you're always talking to me about boundaries with Blaze because I think it's so adorable when he steps into my space and wants to be with me all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh God, that's just the sweetest. I mean, number one, I love when he nuzzles with me, but it was also something that I dragged along with me, which is he doesn't trust any, he does trust me though. Mm -hmm. And that's the sweetest thing. And he really does. I mean, that the, the connection there is really strong, but I think where we want to develop that more, and it's the same with kids, is with an attunement. So it's not just about me and what I'm doing, it's really having to see Blaze or your child, what their needs are, and respecting them, and not have it try and fit my expectations or what I want or what I need. Hmm. I think the biggest thing that we do for our animals, our horses, or our kids, is we feel like we're doing them a favor when we do things for them when we make it easier for them, when we think like we're creating a smoother path for them. And in fact, in, in many cases, we're ripping them off. Mm -hmm. We're taking away the opportunity for them to see what they're capable of, mm -hmm. to see what they're able to do for themselves or on their own. And I think healthy boundaries also means that sometimes you do have to step in, mm -hmm. and you can help, um, but it's not about you. It's about what they need and how it's going to enhance who they are and help them grow. That's powerful. The Another parallel I'm, I'm seeing you talk about is like children seek the guardrails, yes. the yeah. framework you called it, yeah. like they seek that. And we know that horses are seeking that too. And we see that as one of the most common problems people have with horses is not knowing how to communicate boundaries and not knowing how to establish, partly because they don't really understand horse language and culture. So they misinterpret things. So I just think that's interesting that both populations, children and horses, are seeking boundaries and they're going to push until they find the boundary and they may push so far that things get dangerous even. Right. Yeah. And then it's considered bad behavior, right. that it's about them. Yes. That's when we tighten up with more restrictions for a kid yeah. or a different bit or different gear on a horse because it's so easy to blame them. And when you've got a child that you're developing, whether they've been abused or not, that lack of clarity creates anxiety that they will fill in with what they know. And that's when that gets really agitated and activated and, and all of those pieces start to come to the surface because they don't know what to do. Hmm. And it just builds. Mm -hmm. So the more clarity we have, and that's what you always talk about, the better for them. And when you talk about communication, it just struck me, it's better with horses because they don't get our words. With our kids, we talk way, way, way too much. I say to parents, stop talking. Sorry. <laughs> and listen, we talk at our kids. I talk at my horse. And the language is a lack of words often and listening and creating that space 
for them to come out. So certainly with parenting, the less we talk, the more our kids might share with us or give us a, you know, the car ride. Yeah. You're looking at the road and they're chattering. You're going, how come this doesn't happen when I'm looking face to face and going, what did you do? Same thing with horses. You know, the, the more we can be present in ourselves and open our mind to curiosity, obviously it works better for them. You've got to put a lot of things aside in order for that to happen. Well, the boundaries create the space for that to unfold, it yep. seems like. Yeah. So what do you think, like one of these things, it's easy to say, hard to do. So sometimes in acting boundaries, Victoria has helped me a lot with that. I struggle a lot with boundaries with kids and, and still do. But she's helped me see, make those connections that you're yeah. talking about. But what do you think gets in the way, like... I would need to get really introspective with myself to answer that, but you've seen thousands of people now. Like, what gets in the way of establishing boundaries? I think, without putting a negative bend on it, because I struggled as well with it, the, we don't like to be uncomfortable. We don't, we don't like the discomfort. We want to be helpful. We want to be liked. I mean, that was a big one for me. Yeah. I want to be seen as the one that comes in and, you know, saves and rescues. And part of it is maybe we're just not familiar with them. We haven't been taught them, mm. you know. So so implementing something you haven't grown up with or been taught with is really hard to do, mm. to put that in place. Mm. So, you know, the, the parent that is more enabling, that's not a bad intention. Right. You know, it's just what would be better than that? What would be more helpful than that? And being able to recognize your own discomfort with it. You know, for sure. And that, that I see that all the time with my relationship with Blaze. It's, oh my God, he's, he's going to feel abused or he's going to feel like I don't like him or he's going to feel this or that. And the truth is, the more that I'm able to establish boundaries with him, the more confident he is in so many ways it shows up all over the place. And the clarity. So we talk about, when I talk to parents, clean, clear, concise, and concrete mm. Communication. There's a lot of alliteration there, but that's the same thing with the horses. Is don't use my hands a million times. Don't be in his face. Let plant them, leave them, and let him figure it out from there. So that's it's a pretty imperative. What are those four C's again? Clean, clear, concise, and I say concrete because for those are black and white thinkers and processor, we fill in all that shit in between, and they're like gone. So land it. Yeah. Okay. And then be quiet. That's perfect for horse. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, and I don't really have it super well formed, but with the, the boundaries, part of it's like even a personal confidence or empowerment too. Mm-hmm. I feel like part of it's that, and we see that a lot with people working with horses, and part of that is because of the other things you said. Maybe they just literally don't know what it looks like because they've never right. seen it before. But it seems it's very empowering personally i'm sure you felt that working with parents when you help them have those aha moments and yeah. just step into that i do think it's connected to go back to it i think it's connected with self-worth mm. you know it really you know the work that we're doing and peeling back those layers you have to be pretty clean and clear with yourself mm-hmm. in order to set boundaries consistently and mm. none of us are in that place all the time right you yeah. know when we when it's brought to our attention or we really have something we need to resolve it, it helps, but it, it really is connected, at least for me, it's connected mm. to self-worth okay. and my view of myself and my story about myself and all of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's this is not like, okay, one, two, three, we're going to put boundaries right. in place, I'm going to be good. <laughs> it's how do you practice that? How do you communicate 
with your children. If you haven't been in that place, you haven't been with your horse, it's okay to step in and start doing it. Just because you haven't done it before doesn't mean it's not going to be impactful and you can't practice it. I mean, horses are really forgiving. Kids are just grateful. They might scream and shout about it initially, you know, when you take the iPad away. (laughs) But it's Mm. like, oh, yay, somebody's in charge. And if they don't have somebody in charge, it's really scary. Right. It's actually frightening. It is. Right. Yeah. Mm. And we see it working with people and horses in the boundaries setting, and especially when it's sort of a new concept or working on setting clearer boundaries yeah. or or new boundaries. There's an embodiment piece to it with the horses that is fascinating. When you talk about what gets in the way, one of the things is just uncomfortable. You can mm-hmm. see that manifest in... Right. Our bodies, yeah. when we're working with horses and all of a sudden we have to set up this sort of maybe even a spatial boundary, just like a boundary bubble around your body. And you can see <laughs> we struggle with that, just the uncomfortableness in our own skin, in our own bodies. And the horse is all about body. Yeah. yeah. And so I just <laughs> think that's a really fascinating piece of boundary work with horse and, and then obviously parallel kids. But. It's, it's huge. And when I think about, I do it, I overdo it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've said to be set a boundary, I overreact. And it might be, to your kid, that's it, you're never going to drive for the rest of your life. Or you're in your room now for the next 10 years, and you're thinking, really, I'm stuck with this now? But it, I think about when you say that to mm-hmm. me, it's kind of I come in a little bit harder until I can find my own space and comfort level with that. So it's it's a... You have to seek it. It's good work. Yeah, it's real good right. work. I haven't thought about the embodiment, but that's right. very, very true. Right. And then and then going back to the inherent worthiness. You have yeah. to believe that you're worthy. Yeah. You just just as you are, just inherent self worth. Yeah. In order to be able to set like an authentic boundary, yeah. a boundary that comes from a place that's that's grounded in like what you really need. Yeah. What the other person really needs. It's yeah, it's just, boy, this stuff just gets... It's so deep, <laughs> and it can't just be hard work. Right. It can't be just hard, because hard would be like, oh, wait a minute, he looks so sad, or he's really miserable, he's crying, or he's upset with me. It, it can't be that. It's got to be really a whole bigger, I suppose, combination of things that you're really looking at is where, where need really supersedes want in that case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be willing to be uncomfortable. You could never do it. It makes me think of the word harmony. Harmony with horses is a concept we're all seeking, and it seems like boundaries are the balance of the heart work. You know, you can't really have one without the other either, and they balance each other out. I love that. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's kind of your gatekeeper of of keeping it honest, I suppose. And I think what you said too is really really helpful and hopefully freeing for people that you can start now you know you can start right. anytime right. in fact you haven't done it before doesn't mean you're screwed Absolutely not. like you can start right away and yeah. horses are so forgiving so willing every day's fresh i might make a mistake yesterday come back today as our friend ty said ask yeah. for forgiveness yeah. or maybe a process around that but start fresh just start now and you don't have to get it perfect the first try no, no and i think that's so true and i think 
you have to try it on. Right. You have to try it on and see what works for you. I mean, I might watch somebody who's got great boundaries, but that's not my style, right? That's it's right. not comfortable for me. I might have mm. to step into it really slowly. But it's, it's forgiving yourself and giving yourself permission mm. to try something new. Right. And that goes back to everybody's got their own process. And, and so, you know, watching the YouTube videos or taking yeah. the lesson or having the trainer do the horse, that's probably not going to be sustainable because that's not necessarily your process. Right. Or your style or your lens. Right. Mm. And and so ultimately the most powerful work is the work that we do with ourselves, yeah. with our horses. And when the horse, the clean slate of the horse and asking the horse for forgiveness, that is all very true. But it doesn't mean that we might not have to work through some of the stuff that's happened oh, because yeah. of our lack of boundaries. Mm. And I think <laughs> that's where folks get tripped up I know I've been tripped up with that before it's like well I'm I'm starting fresh and I'm doing it right this time and the horse is still like kind of doing the same things well such a good point getting back to the parallel with parenting and mm -hmm. horses it's got to be consistent mm -hmm. it's got to be consistent so we can't go out one day and go I'm setting about the next check that off I got that right. one yeah. it's got to be consistent because they won't believe it I mean think right. about kids setting about it You've got to be consistent with it. It's got to be sort of a quiet consistency. And then they can, we talk about trust. Right. And developing that trust, that mutual trust, it's only going to come through consistency. You can't change it up every day. Right. Mm. And sticking with it. And it doesn't have to be harsh. Like, you know, parents are like, well, I've never done that before. I'm afraid to say that to my child. Let them know that you're, you're working on yourself right. and that things, you're trying to change some things you're doing. So that the relationship can change. I ask parents to be really transparent about that all the time. Not with little kids, but with kids that can understand. We're going to be changing some things because I haven't liked how I've come into this right. relationship in this situation. <laughs> and I'm working on myself. And in order for me to do this, I can't support this. And that's what we do with the horses, too. Mm -hmm. I, mean, or I mean, we don't, I don't say to Blaze, right. I'm changing this. <laughs> but I don't have to come in heavy-handed because all of a sudden I'm going to be boundary conscious. Right. I could see where even just writing that, saying it to yourself, journaling it is helpful because that is an interesting thing with the communication aspect is you talked about talking too much with kids. And that's a thing I find myself doing that constantly. And of course, that's a thing with horses. And it is helpful with horses because they literally don't speak <laughs> human words, but there's so much communicated non-verbally. And of course there's all this research now, especially with texting and emailing where even amongst humans, like we're here in a room together talking, even on zoom, it, you get to see each other versus a text, you know, where like 80% of it is lost through just texting. And I think that's really interesting, but the language part, we do need to use language too. So that's another one of the paradoxes of this thing. Like we come to realizations and we learn things through language. So I just wonder if what you're saying there like that, you don't literally say it to your horse necessarily, but you would say it to yourself and you maybe write it down, maybe say it out loud. That might even be a helpful exercise because like our work with the book club and looking at Brene Brown stuff, she's really helpful with like putting names to emotions and feelings because like most of us can only name maybe three or four emotions. You know, most most people can only name a handful, whereas there's really a list of dozens and dozens. There's so many nuances and scales and variations and all of that so it creates a clarity when you have the language 
you know, and then that clarity can maybe resonate in your body. And then, you know, there you are with the horse and you're more, yeah. you're more clear. When we talk about it, language is important. It's the filler that gets in our way. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think about, uh. so with listening to Christy the other night and having her staff do silent, bring the horse in. I brought Blaze in yesterday. I said hello to somebody that was there just because I didn't want to be rude. I took him to a new place in the barn to groom him. I didn't talk to him. I just was with him. He was so calm and lovely. He did a little bit of liberty work. And he was, it was very different because it's not that I'm talking at him all the time, but it takes my brain away from being calm. Hmm. I'm just chattering words. Hmm. Uh, and so I think it's that intentionality which is so important. Right. Yeah. I think about the amount, I think of all of that chatter that's in our heads that we're thinking about when we're just sort of grooming or even yeah. when we're riding or just warming up or yeah. whatever as white noise it is. to the horse. Like yeah. I just feel it, or not it's even, not even yeah. it's like that fuzz on the TV when you, we used to have TVs that had static. 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 <laughs> I don't even know what the word is because there's no static. such thing yeah. anymore yeah. on, you know, because yeah. we just have digital or I don't even know what we have, internet TVs, but. Well done, good catch. Right, thank you. <laughs> but, the, but the point is, it's like static. It it's is. just like, it's kind of disconcerting and a little weird and, and clearly no real communication is right. happening at that right. moment. So, right. yeah, I, I think that's it. I was going to say, are there, we just have a few more questions left. Okay. But before we do those, are there any projects or things that you've got going on that you're involved in, organizations that you would want to, talk about or no. nothing like you that guys, just you guys yeah. you're my focus and my project and i'm just <laughs> um, trying to keep it really simple these perfect. days okay so here's one that's kind of fun what are the top three things that you would say are the most meaningful things that horses teach people oh wow compassion i think nobility Ooh. yeah humble mm humbleness connection doesn't sound big enough to right. me I, and, it, and attunement it's because i've got it so in my head but i think that yeah that that whatever that bridge that that connection that heart connection um mm-hmm. to another being i don't know if they teach us that but that's what comes with it to mm-hmm. me i think they teach us they can teach us they should teach us patience mm-hmm. quiet and calm to listen, mm. be curious. It's a lot. Way more than three. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, because yeah. I think all those things are really important, yeah. and yeah. yeah, they do indeed teach us those things. Yeah, the nobility and humility. I thought are so that's yeah. and that really some that's just such a neat combination. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's a, a connectedness. I know what you mean. The word connection is so, just doesn't yeah. sum it up. Yeah. And then you talked in the beginning about this old, yeah. the sense of like this ancient yes. connection. Yeah. And that's, mm. to me, it's like a, a connectedness to everything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't know, for me, I don't know where else I get that. I mean, I can look at it. Certainly when I'm out in nature, as I said, if you're, you know, sitting in an ancient ruin someplace and it's like, wow, I mean, you can just, 
to me, you could just feel your connection to the earth and, and the universe mm -hmm. through that. I mean, where else do you, you certainly don't get it on the subway. You're not getting it when you're TikToking or whatever the hell they do. Here's one. When it comes to horses, what do you feel gratitude for? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Mm -hmm. I think the wholeness, the wholeness of myself that I experience with them. As I said, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like truly home. Mm. We've been reading a book by Dan Siegel called, is it Intraconnected? Intraconnected, Intra yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. He was influenced a lot by science, but also Buddhism. And the first noble truth of Buddhism is that we're all one and the mm -hmm. source of suffering is losing that sense of connection. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. in the Intraconnected part, I just hear you saying that and both your qualities of horses and what you're grateful for. One word to describe the kind of horse person you aspire to be. Always seeking and learning. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This has been amazing. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for showing up and... Oh, you're welcome. Oh, my God. I hope it's okay. This has been an amazing conversation. I've loved every second. Oh, good. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> oh, we can always talk. We can always talk about it over wine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm good. I hope so. Wine. That's what these conversations we're hoping are. This podcast, like we've had some amazing conversations yeah. with the people that we've had on the podcast, and um, and there's been a few times we're like, oh, I wish, I wish we were, were recording that so other people could hear yeah, it, yeah. and so this. Good. Yeah, this felt like something that we could have done over dinner, over wine, but also it's kind of cool to like share it and maybe oh, yeah. other people will be thinking, yes, good. Oh, that's what I thought and that's how yeah. I feel. Yeah, well, it mm -hmm. is when you listen, when I listen to different things, mm -hmm. yeah, it's helpful. It's really helpful. Mm -hmm. I love listening to yes. podcasts. Yes. Yeah. So thank you, Barb You're Cass. Welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. This You're has welcome. been wonderful. Good. Yeah, That's thank fun. you, Barb. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, we're all on this journey together, so oh, I, I think it's very helpful to share, and yeah. and you have so much to share. I just want to acknowledge that, too, that you've just, I just see you, and I think of, it's almost like the room is just full of the thousands. I just want to honor and acknowledge you for that. I think that's what, why I felt such immediately meeting you guys, why it, I felt such an affinity for you, because it, I think it's all of us that are healing and doing this in our own way. And to be able mm. to come together with that is just the most magnificent gift to me. I'm not kidding. Mm. Yeah. Oh, thank it's you. It's a community that we're yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. So Everybody's it's got connected yeah. and yeah. talking about connection. It's like, yeah, yeah that's mm -hmm. why we're doing this is so yeah. that we can be in the company of people like you. I mean, it's like, this is what we need. This is the world we want to live in. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's beautiful. You mm. should celebrate that in our, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Barb, for joining us. I know hopefully this is just first of many, and yes. I know we're planning some workshops and lots of amazing things in the future. But thank you for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with all of us and anybody who's listening. And I look forward to the next one. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Herd is Calling podcast. Remember, you can learn more about our programs and our community at myhorsejourney.com.
Com. I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you did, please subscribe, rate, and review the show. That would help us tremendously. We appreciate you listening. And as always, may the horse be with you.